Welcome to the Staying Ages podcast, a show that will equip you with the major keys to achieve extraordinary longevity. This is your girl, Asosa E. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And today on the show, we'll be talking about how to reverse PCOS naturally. To get this longevity party started, we're going to delve into the fundamental elements that play a pivotal role in effectively addressing PCOS symptoms. And later today, we'll be chatting with our special guest. My former client was able to reverse her PCOS symptoms while she was in the Hormone Balancing Academy. I am so grateful to have each and every one of you tuning into the show from all over the world. Shout out to listeners in the UAE, in the USA, the UK, Ireland, Spain, South Africa, France, Germany, and much more. If today's show inspires you, I'm inviting you to go ahead and subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It means the world to me to get feedback, so any reviews are much appreciated. Hey, y'all. Hey. Today, we're going to dive into dealing with PCOS naturally. PCOS is is so complicated and it really can affect many women. And it also can kind of sneak up on people where for many, many years, they have crazy symptoms and no one, uh, no doctor or no one has helped them figure out what exactly is going on. Uh, Just like we... um, explore how to embrace the power of nature to nourish our bodies and actually, you know, heal all kinds of conditions. Today, I want to talk about how to make holistic choices that can help you actually take charge of your PCOS journey. If you're someone who is struggling with PCOS or if you know someone who is who is struggling with PCOS, definitely spread the word and tell them about this episode. Polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS is a complex hormonal disorder. It primarily affects women during their reproductive years and it's characterized by a combination of various signs and symptoms that can vary widely between individuals. And that's part of what makes it so complicated at times to diagnose. Sometimes you can see different types of PCOS, but the the core features typically may include irregular menstrual cycles. So Women with PCOS often experience irregular or infrequent menstrual cycles, and they might even skip periods altogether for months at a time. Hyperandrogenism or elevated levels of androgens. So androgens also referred to as male hormones. This can lead to symptoms such as acne, um, hair growth, male pattern baldness. It also may involve ovulatory dysfunction. So ovulation may not actually occur regularly with women with PCOS, which leads to difficulty with conceiving and also infertility in some cases. Ovarian cysts. Despite the name, not all individuals with PCOS actually have cysts on their ovaries. However, some actually might develop multiple small cysts known as follicles, which can contribute to hormonal imbalance. And then there's insulin resistance. Many people with PCOS have insulin resistance, but not all. But it basically means that their bodies have trouble using insulin effectively, and that can lead to higher levels of insulin in the bloodstream, potentially contributed to weight gain and other metabolic issues. The women with PCOS who are struggling with weight are usually, because their hormones play such a big role in this, they usually find that they cannot release the weight until they actually address the underlying root cause, which is the hormonal imbalance to begin with. So um, that's kind of some core features. And then I talked a bit about the common symptoms, but I just want to kind of give a broad overview of all of them again. So irregular menstrual cycles is something that you would notice. Excessive hair growth can happen a lot of times because of the elevated levels of androgens. Acne, um, a lot of times it's like cystic, horrible acne that's very hormonal and can tend to happen around the cycle. There's male pattern baldness, so thinning hair or hair loss. Um, it can happen in the middle of the head or on the sides of the uh, sides of the head. Um, that can happen with PCOS. Um, again, we talked about the cysts, weight gain, or difficulty losing weight. That uh, happens with some women, and for some women, it's not. There are definitely women who don't struggle with weight gain who are also struggling with PCOS. Skin darkening can happen. So dark patches of skin can develop in certain areas like the neck, the groin, and under the breast. Skin tags can happen. So small raised skin growths. Um, that can appear in areas of friction, mood changes. PCOS sometimes can be associated with mood swings, depression, and anxiety. 
And then we already mentioned insulin resistance and metabolic issues. So a lot of times um, because of insulin resistance, if the PCOS goes undiagnosed and they have insulin resistance, sometimes that can also lead to diabetes and metabolic syndrome. So it's really important to get that in check earlier on. And it can sometimes take a very skilled practitioner to realize, wait a minute, all these different symptoms are actually all a part of this woman who has PCOS. It's kind of a constellation of symptoms, which is why it makes it harder to diagnose in a lot of other conditions. So it's important to know that not everyone with PCOS is going to experience all of these symptoms. So you might experience some and not all. It's really, again, made based on a combination of symptoms. Um, You need to look at physical examinations and make sure that there's no cysts or anything. You might need to get an ultrasound. Um, You also may need to get blood work done. It's very important to also test all of your male hormones if you suspect you have PCOS. So you want to test testosterone um, and also maybe even do a male hormone panel overall. So managing PCOS naturally, it involves adopting lifestyle changes that can help regulate your hormones. You also need to improve insulin sensitivity if if you have the type that involves insulin resistance. And then also work to alleviate your symptoms. It's important to note, while these approaches can be beneficial, individual responses can vary, but here's a general holistic approach that you can use to manage PCOS naturally. So first, you want to look at your diet. So scientific studies have highlighted that a balanced diet rich in whole foods like fruits, vegetables, lean proteins, whole grains can enhance insulin sensitivity, mitigate inflammation associated with PCOS. Research from a 2005 study demonstrated that favoring low glycemic index foods can effectively regulate blood sugar levels and contribute to hormonal equilibrium. Inclusion of omega-3 fatty acids found in sources like fish and flaxseeds has been shown to reduce inflammation and also support hormone regulation. So for me, I'm looking at that person. I'm looking at what's inflammatory for their specific body. I want to remove it and I want to remove anything that I know that may impact their hormones. Then you want to consider regular exercise. Numerous investigations have underscored the importance of regular physical activity in managing PCOS symptoms. And it does this because it improves exercise, improves insulin sensitivity. It also aids in weight management. A 2008 study concluded that incorporating both aerobic exercises and strength training can yield positive outcomes on hormonal balance and metabolic health. And this is definitely the case with PCOS, especially once we get the diet going and we also get supplementation going. When you add in the exercise, the body is actually able to release weight at that point. Stress management is another one. Research has demonstrated that stress reduction techniques such as mindfulness meditation, yoga, prayer can effectively regulate cortisol levels and address hormonal imbalances associated with PCOS. Time in nature may be good for some people as well. Adequate sleep, which is a vital aspect of stress management, has been linked to improved insulin sensitivity and overall well-being. Super important and underrated is getting enough sleep. Especially if you're insulin resistant, not getting enough sleep can make you as insulin resistant as a type 2 diabetic very quick. Um, So sleeping enough is huge. And then managing stress and stressors, which I've talked about before when it comes to hormonal balance, but I can't emphasize how important it is because some women's hormonal imbalance just continues to perpetuate itself just based on the levels of stress and the lack of stress management. Then there's weight weight management. Weight loss, even if as modest as 5 to 10%, has been substantiated to enhance insulin sensitivity and alleviate PCOS symptoms. This can be a little bit like a chicken before the egg scenario. I find that women with PCOS tend to release weight once we are able to stabilize their diet, able to get them on supplementation to stabilize their hormones, and then now their body also releases weight, especially if they include exercise. Herbal supplements. Research suggests that specific herbal supplements like cinnamon and berberine may augment insulin sensitivity and reduce insulin resistance in individuals with PCOS. However, it's super crucial to consult a healthcare care provider before incorporating supplements to ensure safety and efficacy. I love berberine. Berberine is one of my favorite supplements of all time. It can do so many things. It is just as effective as metformin in treating diabetes. And I find it super effective for women who are dealing with PCOS that has insulin resistance in combination with other things to help with their hormones. 
I find that it does help them um, kind of deal with their sugar response and allows them to release weight when it's dosed in a specific manner. Hydration is just a general, you know, everyone should do this. Adequate hydration has been associated with overall health and it can contribute to the regulation of hormone balance, also can contribute to proper digestion and elimination, which is super important for um, hormonal balance as well. You definitely want to limit caffeine and alcohol. That is a big thing that I do with all of my clients who are experiencing hormonal imbalance. Caffeine is going to increase your cortisol levels, which can increase all kinds of hormonal imbalance. And then alcohol, for me, I don't want the body... When it comes to PCOS, first of all, alcohol is a giant sugar bomb. And you're talking about someone who's likely insulin resistant, so not a good idea. And then the other thing about alcohol for me is that the body literally treats it like a toxin and wants to get out get out of the system as soon as possible. And so when I'm trying to work on resolving an issue, I don't want the client taking in anything that can interfere. Research published in 2017 emphasizes that excessive consumption of caffeine and alcohol can disrupt hormonal balance and should be consumed in moderation. Last but not least, a supportive community. Connecting with a supportive community can provide emotional backing and facilitate the exchange of information, which enables individuals to better manage their condition. We try to offer this in the Hormone Balancing Academy. I love how the women start to interact with each other, especially in our little community chat. And we also just provide that support and accountability on going on the journey so that they don't feel alone and they have some support. Well, now that you've gained a little bit of insight into how to manage PCOS naturally, some of the factors contribute to it. I hope that if you or someone you know have PCOS, you feel a little bit empowered to embark on your journey and you maybe have some places that you can begin. If you do have PCOS, please definitely go get your blood work, check your A1C, check your glucose, check your testosterone and or get a male hormone panel in general. Um, sometimes you also need to check your thyroid. I have seen some PCOS patients also have thyroid issues. So all of those things, make sure that you're checking and then you can start by implementing a few of these things slowly but surely and try and get your lifestyle and diet up to play. And then consult with someone if you feel like you need assistance with supplementation that may help move you along um, your journey. Just keep in mind, wherever you are, that the path to managing PCOS or any other hormonal imbalance is a dynamic journey. It really demands personal commitment and self-care. You have to be patient with yourself. It takes some time, but it actually can happen pretty quickly. Um, I'm really excited um, for my client to come on and kind of share her journey because you know, it's important for women with PCOS to have hope that it is possible um, to get your period back, to have your period normalized and not be experiencing the horrible symptoms that come along with it. All right. So we're going to take a brief pause. When we return, we'll delve deeper into the exciting realm of PCOS with our amazing guest, my former client. So stay tuned. Are you a woman struggling with horrible periods, fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, infertility, or unsavory menopausal symptoms? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com. I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach. And in my Hormone Balancing Academy, me and my team can help you approach any hormonal challenge you are facing from a holistic perspective. Don't take my word only for it. Here's a snippet from a recent client whose fibroid shrunk after following my recommendations. Um, come to find out my fibroid shrunk to a 1.5. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> I was so happy and grateful to God and Asosa and, you know, just her program really. Outside of my fibroid shrinking, I am off of chicken, so I don't do meat. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> and I don't do dairy. Don't, you know, we don't do that anymore. And my weight is steadily at a 101 pounds as of today. So my weight did go up. Um, so I'm really happy with, you know, with my results. I'm really grateful to, you know, to God and to to ASOSA and her, her Raw Girl program. And I highly, highly, highly recommend you sign up for Raw Girl. You won't regret it. Just in case you missed it, head on back to season six and hear more of the amazing glow-up stories from women who have overcome infertility, 
normalize incessant periods, and much more. If you or someone you know are interested in reaching your hormonal health goals with support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a free 20-minute call and a member of our team will talk to you. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Today's guest is my former client, Salia, who was recently in our Hormone Balancing Academy and is joining us today to share our story. I'm so grateful to her and to all the women like her who are brave enough to do so. And I'm excited for you guys to listen in. Hi, Salia. Thank you so much for coming on Staying Ages podcast. I'm super excited to have you as a guest today. I'm super excited to be here. So, um, Let's start with where did you where did you find me? What um, I actually found you through a mutual friend of ours, Kat. Um, and I was having breakfast with her, and she was telling me we were like she was asking how I was doing, and I was telling her about like some health things I was going through, and she suggested um, you, and so that's what caused me to reach out, and the rest is history. Awesome. Awesome. I love it because so many of my clients are, I really appreciate my clients because so many of them are coming from referrals. So they're either coming from their friend or a mutual friend or their cousin or whatever. And it's really cool because sometimes I end up seeing like an entire family, like I've seen the mother, I've seen the daughter. (laughs) So it's really, um, I really appreciate that because it means that people trust us, you know, to actually mm-hmm. do the work and they're enough to tell their, you know, family members and friends and stuff, which is really cool. Right. Um, so I was super excited about you coming. So Kat sent you over. Um, what was your issue coming into the Hormone Balancing Academy? Like what was going on with you then? So coming into the Hormone Balancing Academy, I had been diagnosed um, about two years prior with PCOS. And I um, was getting really frustrated about everything I wanted to do. But I set out um, in 2023, one of my major goals was to lose weight. And when I, um, with that goal, I I knew that I had to figure out how to get um, PCOS under control. Because once I got my diagnosis, um, I started researching and learning more about um, PCOS and realized that um, one of my major hurdles of weight loss was the fact that my hormones were out of whack. And so to get that, um, to focus on that part of my health, um, I realized was more important than like just trying to work out and exercise. Like I really had to get back to understanding my body and understanding what I need to um, really get things moving and start to feel better overall. Yes. Yes, for sure. For sure. And um, so, okay. So you knew you need to balance your hormones and symptom wise, were you having hor- what kinds of symptoms were you having that you were like, let's get rid of these besides just the inability to lose weight? Besides the inability to lose weight, I had extreme fatigue. Like I could, didn't matter how long I slept, I woke up extremely exhausted. So it was a chore to get through the day. Um, I didn't have period for months at a time. Um, I just, my body hurt and ached all over. I just didn't feel, I didn't feel like myself. Um, I never felt like my body belonged to me. So it was very much like things were happening to me, painful periods, lack of periods, extreme fatigue, insane cravings um, for any and everything. Yeah. Like, and people say, oh yeah, I'm craving this too. It's like, no, no, you don't understand. Like it disrupts my life, these cravings. Like I, all I'm thinking about is like obsessive almost. And so Mm. I was just like, maybe I like, um, you know, and when you go for so long, not having a diagnosis, and then you see like certain portrayals of people of size in the media and, and you hear things about, you know, society's overall view of 
why people are of size or fat or whatever you want, whatever term you want to use, um, you start to feel like you're, you have the problem. Like it's, mm. you, it's like a, de- a defect in yourself as a person and, and why you are not able to have normal bodily function. Um, and so that's how I was feeling. I was feeling very out of control, very not in tune with my body, very, um, very like ashamed of having mm-hmm. a body it was very it was a very it was a lot of cognitive dissonance I was like, like I was happy to be alive but I also hated that I had the body that I had and felt very powerless to change a lot of it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my goodness that's deep yeah um so when we started working I guess what were what were your main challenges or what were some things that surprised you about the process um, the first thing that surprised me about the process was the fact that I could eat food and not <laughs> feel like, I don't think, I remember telling you about that after the first, like just two weeks, I was like, I can eat food and not be tired. That's weird to me. Like I like food. I like the taste of food, but I never enjoyed the process of eating because I knew right. that eating meant that I was going to be like fatigued for two or three hours after eating, but then my, I still had to go on with my day. So like, I would always try to avoid eating. Um, if like not, at, and it sounds like an eating disorder. I don't know, but that's just how I felt. Like I didn't enjoy eating. I enjoyed food. I enjoyed the taste, but the actual process of food going through my body was like, Oh, so, right. um, so with you, when I started working with you and like cut did the elimination diet, I, um, was super shocked even just after a couple of days, like, oh, I can eat food and keep going with my day and not feel exhausted after mm-hmm. eating. That was the, that was a huge, um, aha, oh, eye opening moment, like at the very beginning. Okay. That's awesome. My goodness. Wow. <laughs> Um, so what are the things that you are so besides that's exciting just being able to eat and not feeling tired is huge what are other things that you felt like were game changers that as you kept going along the process you started to see improvements of um I started to be kinder with myself in terms of how much sleep I actually needed um Because so much of what I do and you hear just go, 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 push through, push through, push through, but realizing like, no, just take the time and sleep and you'll feel more, you'll feel much better and you'll feel like you're able to actually get through and be productive during the day as opposed to, you know, getting the minimal amount of sleep and then um, not being effective or productive with your time during the day. So sleep was a a big thing for me um, and shifted everything, honestly, truly. And then drinking enough water. Like I thought I drank enough water, but um, drinking even more water than what I thought I needed and realizing that helped with, oh, I was getting headaches. I used to get Mm. headaches a lot. um, And I didn't realize I wasn't drinking enough water for my size. Mm -hmm. So that was helpful. No, that's good. That's super good. Um, And I also felt like you started to really also enjoy exercise, too. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Um, I started to do exercise because it felt good. And I didn't feel like I was punishing myself for um, being my size. You know, I didn't feel like I was punishing my body just because I was trying to lose weight. Like I was doing it because it felt good to move my body for the first time. Because in the past, like I said, um, I just felt achy all the time. And like, mm-hmm. because I wasn't getting enough rest and I like I wasn't, you know, providing my body with the, the proper nutrition. Um, I just, my body always hurt. But now I felt like I could exercise and not hurt outside of whatever I was going to be sore from from doing the exercise you know what I mean right like it just just wasn't like a lingering all the time my body just hurt right no for sure for sure um and 
I felt like what I was excited about in your particular case, because with PCOS, it can be really frustrating. People don't have their period for a really long period of time. Mm-hmm. And they have these other symptoms. It's really frustrating. But in your case, I felt like there was movement on all fronts. We finally, mm-hmm. it's, like, it's like, okay, your cycle's coming back. Okay, you actually released weight. You're feeling mm-hmm. better. I felt like it was mm-hmm. an overall like glow up that I was really excited about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, I, I was super excited too. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was super exciting for me too because I think I remember when we um had our consultation and you're um we were you asked me what would it mean to accomplish some of your body goals for 2023 and I told you that it would finally feel like my body was mine. You know. Wow. Like, um and so to get to the point where it's like, oh, look, I'm losing weight. Oh, look, I feel good. Oh, look, I can move the way that I want to and do the things that I want to do. Um, it was very, uh, it felt very empowering to be in that position. Love it. Love it. Um, and before us working, how long were you struggling with this stuff? You said you got the diagnosis two years before, but how long were you dealing with all of this before we started working? Right. So I got the official diagnosis two years ago, but I'd had those period symptoms and fatigue for my, so when my period came in, it came in like a wrecking ball. Like my period was never, it never came in peacefully. Like when I was from my first period at 11, it was painful. It was heavy. It brought uh, migraines, it brought um, extreme fatigue um, and lasted like several days, almost a week. Um, and now, so that's probably that's 11, a couple of decades <laughs> of extreme periods, extreme period symptoms. And like I said, from my very first period, it was, um, it was like that. Uh, the in terms of like the increased fatigue, like prolonged and like uh, the weight gain and then the cravings more started when I, w- I got into college. So I'd say a solid, Jesus, the 12 years of like being where I was right when I started the program. My goodness. A solid 12 years of that. My goodness. And this is the thing, like for me, like what my mission with the Hormone Balancing Academy is trying to get as many women as I can who are struggling with this stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. on the uh, like on the other side of their issue. So like Mm -hmm. the issue is gone. The issue is healed. But then I also really want women to be educated about this because you see how early it starts. So for some people are dealing with this for decades, the Mm -hmm. same as you. And it's like it, they haven't even known that there was such a thing as a normal period since, you know? Exactly that. I felt like when when I hear stories about, like when you read about periods in sex ed, like when they're teaching you, they're like, oh, it lasts like a couple of days and then this <laughs> right. and then that. And I'm just like, where? where? Who does that happen for? Because I've never heard that happen for anybody that I know. And that, and like for that to be the case to not, have that happen for anybody I know also tells me that there are more women who are suffering with these issues, these hormone imbalances that may not even know it because we have such similar period stories across the board. Yes. And that's my problem. My problem is that we've normalized crazy. Like we've normalized Mm -hmm. like excessive pain, excessive bleeding, you know, have to be off from work, have to be off from school. Like, Everyone's like, oh, just just deal with it. You're a woman. That's what happens. Yeah. Someone should be like, oh my goodness, there's a hormonal imbalance here. What what can we do? Let's look at your diet. Let's do this. So I hope that that one day that becomes normal for it to be like, if you see a young woman struggling, you're like, wait a minute, something must be off with her hormones. And your immediate response isn't, oh, let's go to the OBGYN and just get birth control and just make this stop. Because that just sets her up for problems later in her life when she wants to now conceive. It's like, exactly. no, let's deal with it and like figure out. Because I know even for me, 
when I was a teenager, I was hormonally imbalanced. But what saved me is I changed my diet. And I didn't even know. Like I used to get very bad migraines, um, horrible periods, painful periods and bad migraines. And it all stopped when I cut out dairy and cut out certain things for my diet. I just, you know, I just decided to go vegan randomly when I was like 13. So mm-hmm. it changed everything. I stopped having the headaches. I stopped having all the stuff. So it's really interesting how like that one shift saved me from like years of agony. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, very early on. So I'm really, really happy that you like found your, um, I feel like you're on the good foot now, which makes me really mm-hmm. happy. I feel like mm-hmm. you're not going to be off of this good foot. At least now you no. know how to calibrate yourself, right? Right, right, exactly. And like, for example, we've been we've been working since January, you and I. Um, and I told when we were going into July, I let you know, I said, my July is about to be crazy. I'm concerned about what may or may not happen. And so exactly what I thought would happen would have happened. And then I literally it was like, okay, now I'm done with what I'm doing for the month of July. And I took just two days, two days to rest. And all of a sudden back You're on back. track. So it's like, right. So it's like, I, I feel like I'm getting more in tune with like with my body. One of the things that this whole um, experience has brought to me was getting in tune to listening to my body and not um feeling not dreading some of the symptoms that come up right like letting my um letting my period learning from my period right and Mm. learning from like oh okay this is what this feels instead of speaking negatively about like oh I hate my period like taking like reframing it to to uh say Oh, so my period is coming. Let's listen. What is my body trying to tell me? Oh, mm-hmm. like a couple of days before my period, I can barely keep my eyes open. Okay, that's fine. Let's let's take those couple of days and, and rest a little bit more because your body needs it. And not feeling ashamed to take that time to yeah. rest. It's so good. It's so good because what, what most of us do is we power through 24-7. And when you power mm-hmm. through 24-7... You completely ignore all the signs your body's trying to tell you, uh, you know, to slow down. And then that leads to breakdown of some mm-hmm. sort. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes people get sick or sometimes things just get worse or whatever it is. Um, I want to ask you, what happened to the cravings? Just for people who, like, struggle with that stuff, too. Like, what do you feel like they just vanished as we went? Or um, I don't think they vanished. I think they just became less intense. And I could tell how well I was or wasn't doing with how intense they became. So, like, mm-hmm. when they started becoming more and more intense, I'm like, mm, girl, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that would be like, okay, take a step back. Just breathe. You're fine. Right. Regroup. Right. Um, right. So, like, I know when I'm not paying attention to my body or taking care of my body, that's when I get super intense cravings for, like, everything I'm not supposed to be having. I recognize um, when my period is about to come, if I hadn't done, like, the month leading up to the to the next period, um, if I hadn't been getting the right nutrients that my body wanted and hadn't been, like, getting that stuff that I start craving the things that I shouldn't be I don't, I shouldn't be eating right before my period. And like, you know, instead of trying to, um, instead of trying to like be, instead of being hard on myself for having those cravings, just listening to them and saying, okay, what is this telling me? This is telling me that I need to take a second and just feed my body. And so I, the cravings are still there, but instead of me fighting them, I let, I'm listening to them more and saying, okay, knowing that if I want salty food, maybe I should go, you know, have this instead. And like, and, but then also finding the alternatives like you suggested that help me not feel guilty for wanting some of the things that I want. Um, like uh, the chocolate alternative was very helpful for me because I love I love chocolate. Uh, right. I'm a chocolate girl, and right. so being able to find uh, 
a alternative for even the yogurt. I love yogurt. Um, and so having to cut yogurt out was hard for me specifically, but being able to find the alternative that was like, oh, this is tasty too. And like fulfill some of the cravings that I have. Yeah. Was super helpful. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I am very big. I do not like punishment, <laughs> meaning like, I don't like it where it's like, oh, you just can't eat this. And then you don't give me any other thing that I can mm-hmm. eat. Like, I don't think that that works for people. I think it backfires. I think when people go on extreme diets where they don't completely, because when you find a substitution, you're creating a lifestyle shift. You're saying, all right, I'm instead of doing that, I'm still going to enjoy this, but I'm going to join in this manner so that it's better for my system. Because I like food. I don't want anyone who's ever working with me to be like, yeah, my nutritionist gave me this nasty stuff and I don't want to eat. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I like food. So I don't want anybody else like in their room, like, why? Like, why have to eat this meal plan? You know? And that's, and here's the thing with me, I'm, I've always been a very stubborn person and I don't like being told what to do. So, (laughs) so being able to, um, you know, have things to substitute was like, okay, I don't feel like I so much like I'm being told because my brain rejects it. As soon as I feel like someone's trying to tell me what to do, I'm like, you can't tell me what to do. I'm not doing that. And like, (laughs) that's just how my brain, like I've always been that kind of person and I'm work. The Lord is working on me. But (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) So being able to not feel like I was punishing myself was super important. Like I knew going into this, I couldn't, I couldn't have the mentality of um, punishing or like, no, you can't have that. Um, I, I made an effort to like, okay, you want a burger? Let's find burger alternatives that you can have, you know, let's you, you want chocolate? Let's find chocolate alternatives and, and, and dessert alternatives for you that you can still have because you do like desserts. You do like sweets. Yeah. You do like, like, I like food. I, yeah. and like, even, even now someone's like, Oh, so you just don't eat fast food. I mean, you don't like fast food. I said, I never said I didn't like it. I love it, but then my body doesn't love doesn't it. Love it. it. doesn't love and it. It doesn't love me back. That's the problem. It doesn't, right. Right. <laughs> and so, um, getting to a point, point where it's, it's not, um, where I'm not denying myself some of the things that I want um, is has been helpful in making it a lifestyle shift. Love it. Love it so much. Um, I feel like we've been sort of keeping tabs, but I don't actually know. Do you know mm-hmm. how much weight you've released during the process of working with us? I have no uh, idea. So I started at 325. And by the time, by July, I got down to 3.05. Yeah. So, so that was over the course of six months, seven okay. months. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, that is great because it's sustainable. Right. It's not, like, so crazy. It's sustainable. And with PCOS, for people who don't know, like, some a lot, some forms of PCOS come with insulin resistance, which make it really hard. So we were making a dent in both things at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're able to release weight was so exciting for me because it's like, okay, we know your system is recalibrating now. Yes. And like, I know that my form of PCOS is insulin resistant um, because a lot of the, um, prior to getting my diagnosis, a lot of my doctors would do my blood work and say, mm, you should watch your you should watch your sugar. You should watch this level. Um, they're saying things like, you're not diabetic, but you're like close. Your fasting glucose shouldn't be this high. Right. That kind of stuff. So I knew that I was, and like on top of the fact that a lot of people, both of my parents, um, I had grandparents, I have aunts and uncles on both sides that have diabetes or were recently diagnosed with diabetes, lets me know that like, if I'm not careful, I could, I will, not I could, I will um, mm-hmm. get that diabetic diagnosis that I really don't want. Right, right. But the amazing part, this is the amazing part about lifestyle changes and diet. It's like, once you know what hand you've been dealt genetically, you mm-hmm. can always do something and design a lifestyle that will allow you to never walk down that path. So 
I'm right. glad that you're on the good foot now. It makes me better. Yes. <laughs> um, so last question is, if anyone was considering working with us, what would you tell them if they were in a similar situation, especially like women with PCOS? Like in your case, mm-hmm. I was like, I was just so excited for you, first of all, because it's like, okay, decades with having this like inconsistent period. A lot of pe- people with PCOS are really struggling because they don't even get a diagnosis mm-hmm. until sometimes 10, 20 years into dealing with all this stuff, mm-hmm. um, much less help, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, But what would you say to other women, especially like who are dealing with a similar thing, if they're not having their cycle regularly or whatever, and they're considering <laughs> joining us? or working with us to in the hormone balancing academy. Do it. Do it. No no hesitations, no questions. Um don't look back because you deserve to feel like you're not trapped in your body. You deserve to feel like you know, it's not a punishment to be a woman. You, you know, we can't help the things that happen to our body that happen in our body as women but we don't have to feel ashamed of it. We don't have to feel powerless to it. So work with a SOSA because you will, you'll learn about yourself. You'll learn about your um, body and you will have a system of support. Like there are, you won't be doing it alone. You can post in the, in the group chat and, and get feedback from other women who are just like you going through um, and trying to figure out their own, um, their own journeys. So I highly recommend it to anybody that I know. And like, for me, it was super important to do it in the, without as many pharmaceuticals, like as little pharmaceuticals as possible, (laughs) because I, um, I also, I work in healthcare and like the more I'm learning about healthcare and medicine as a bandaid, as opposed to an actual fix of what the problem is, the more I'm like, oh, okay. So really our food can be medicine. The things that we do and take into our body besides, you know, actual medicine can be the, can be the medicine that your body needs. Yeah. So So good. So many. Okay. There's a few nuggets. First of all, you said being a woman is not a punishment. I just want to highlight that because that's what I feel like is behind that whole grin and bear with your period stuff. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's your, that's your portion. Deal with that. It's like, mm, yeah. actually, actually, it's not. <laughs> like, actually, I should have a great life. Exactly, exactly. I strongly feel that because, like, I grew up thinking, like, just not because any one thing, any one person told me specifically, but just, like, how society uh, is structured around handling uh, female issues and, and female reproductive health. It just makes it feel like, oh, you it's your fault when it's just like, yeah. well, I didn't actually be born a woman, but I, I, I want to enjoy being a woman. Like I never felt like I needed to be anything else. So yeah. why should I feel punishment for that? <laughs> I love it. I love it. And the other thing I really appreciate is I appreciate you trusting me as someone who is in healthcare. I do have a lot of patients in healthcare, I have doctors and nurses mm-hmm. and different, different branches of healthcare. Um, mm-hmm. are my actual patients. And I always appreciate the willingness to kind of like, like release what you know as to be the thing and trying to like trust what I'm, what I'm trying to like show you as far as like getting to the root cause of the thing versus like, let's put a little bandaid on this and take some medication. Right. Because the one thing I've learned in healthcare is you take, you start on one medication then there are other medications down the line to help fix what that first medication started to mess up. And so yeah. that was that was one thing that I really didn't want, which is why I didn't I want to stay away from diabetes. I want to stay away from high blood pressure because those are like the gateway to a lot of different things. You know, like sure. Tina Turner said, had she known her high blood pressure would have been as big of a problem as it turned out to be, she would have done something sooner. Oh, and sure. so much of so much of what we do in the American healthcare system is is prescription based as opposed to prevention based. And mm-hmm. I would very much like to continue to prevent and prolong uh, a lifestyle that um that and longevity yeah. in my life. I love it and you will and it is already happening. Amen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
Thank you so much, Salia. You're the bomb.com. I really, really appreciate you sharing your Thank story. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you do. Because honestly, truly, you have, I, I'm fairly certain you have shifted my life for like the rest of my life. So thank you so much for the work that you do and being so passionate about sharing what you know. Um, that's That's been a game changer for me. Meeting people like you who are so open to sharing what they know, amazing. Awesome. Thank you so much. Are you interested in living your best, healthiest life? I'm Asosa E, also known as The Raw Girl of therawgirl.com, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist and behavioral coach who specializes in helping you discover what exercise and diet is best for your body and get to the root cause and rebalance if you have a serious chronic condition. Clients who've worked with me have reversed diabetes, hypertension, balanced hormonally, gotten rid of acne for good, and lost hundreds of pounds. If you are interested in reaching your health goals with some support this year, visit therawgirl.com to sign up for a 20-minute call with yours truly. Until then, stay healthy and happy. Attention, superfood lovers. You all may know that my favorite African superfood of all time is Moringa. Why? Moringa has 92 nutrients, 46 antioxidants, and all eight essential amino acids, making it an amazing plant-based source of protein. Every part of the plant could be used. I personally use Moringa oil on my face daily, and I use Moringa powder to add my smoothies, make Moringa bread, or sprinkle on meals for added nutrition from a company called True Moringa. Founded in 2013, True Moringa has creating jobs and community with their amazing skincare and wellness products. The coolest part, every time you make a purchase from True Moringa, they plant a tree in your name. To date, they have planted over 3 million Moringa trees to combat deforestation and malnutrition in Ghana. To check out their awesome products, visit truemoringa.com and use the code RAWGIRL at checkout for 10% off and free shipping over $20. If you are already a diehard fan or becoming one, this year you have the opportunity to join their True Moringa Challenge and get free Moringa oil for a year, $104 in value. Customers who have used their oil say it helps to bring their skin back into balance, deeply moisturize, and minimize signs of premature aging. All you have to do is follow at The Raw Girl and at True Moringa on Instagram and email us at media at therawgirl.com with before and after photos or videos of your skin transformation after using the oil along with your story. Don't miss out on the chance to get a full year of product. Can't wait to hear from you. All right, all right. It's time to take a question from Instagram or email. Remember, if you would like to have your question answered on the show, all you got to do is send me a DM, slide up in my DMs on Instagram at therawgirl, or contact me via my website, therawgirl.com. Today's question is from Roberta via Instagram who says, is it normal for women with PCOS to crave sugar? Child, yes, it actually is. Sugar cravings are very common among those with PCOS, and that's due to what I discussed earlier, which is the increased insulin levels in the body. Just a bit of background, insulin is a hormone produced in the pancreas. It allows our cells to use glucose from the food we eat for energy. So women with PCOS are often insulin resistant, and then that leads to a heightened desire for sugary foods, which then actually makes things worse. So it's kind of a vicious cycle, but there's a bunch of ways that you can actually deal with these cravings. First, you need to make sure that you're actually eating regularly to control your appetite. A lot of people skip meals, eat really randomly. They're actually causing a lot of issues for themselves, especially when they have a hormonal imbalance. With PCOS, that can actually lead to binging or overeating stuff that's sugary later. Um, you want to consume well-balanced meals so that they have quality some sort of protein and some healthy fat as well. Um, With PCOS, uh, sometimes excessive consumption of meat is not a great idea. So on more more plant-based diet can be helpful or eating more of a pescatarian diet can be helpful. Um, A lot of fast food, processed food is not going to be great um, because it's not going to help you as far as keeping consistent blood glucose levels and preventing large spikes. 
But if you have a, a some like, you know, plant-based or pescatarian type protein, you have some healthy fats going, you're eating regularly, that can help. And then if you're avoiding like refined sugar, so fruit is not an issue, but if you try and find substitutions for things like the white flowers, the white rice, the white breads, all of those should be actually eliminated in this case because you're you need to manage the blood, uh, the the spikes in the blood sugar levels, and that actually supports balance and also will eventually also reduce cravings. I have a whole entire other talk as well, um, and we've done an episode on bitter foods and consuming a lot more bitter foods definitely helps people who have sugar cravings. So check out that past episode, um, and that also may help you. I really hope that this helps you. Definitely. No uh, refined sugar, no zero sugar foods, that, which is just the chemical diet, you know, sugar alternatives, which don't help at all. And then you want to make sure that you're consuming foods that are low on the glycemic index and find substitutions. Hope that helps you. Okay, well, it's time to close out today's exploration um, of managing PCOS naturally. I really hope that you found this session informative and inspiring, and that it's equipped you with valuable insights and actionable strategies to navigate the complexities of PCOS. If you or someone you know is struggling with PCOS, I really hope my client's story has given you some hope. Please also remember that you can always hit us up and check out our Hormone Balancing Academy. It is very possible to reverse the symptoms of hormonal imbalance and reclaim your hormone health, sis. If you have any questions or if you'd like to share your experiences with implementing holistic approaches into your life, feel free to leave me a comment or reach out to me on Instagram at the raw girl. Let's keep this dialogue going and I'm here for you if you need support and more information as you're working to improve your hormonal balance and well-being overall. Until next time, stay motivated and continue making choices that move you towards living your best, healthiest life. Today, I leave you with a quote from Ralph Waldo Emerson. The first wealth is health. Well, that's all for today, sis. If you're looking for more health tips or have a question for the show, find me on Instagram at therawgirl. You can also find me and contact me through my website, therawgirl.com. To watch my free diet training, the six keys to determine your ideal diet, visit therawgirl.com forward slash six ways free class. And to watch my free hormone training, The Secret to Resetting Your Hormones, even if you have fibroids, endometriosis, PCOS, or heavy bleeding, visit therawgirl.com forward slash free dash training. For more on this show or to listen to past episodes, visit stayingagelessshow.com. Hold up. 